Here we go, one Love more time. Talk Radio. edition of Choked Out Radio Live. I'm your host, Jim Russell, live from the studios in New Jersey, uh, broadcasting worldwide to blogtalkradio.com. I am your host, Jim Russell. Happy belated Independence Day. I made sure when I was promoting it briefly, um, I spelled that correctly, that's a political joke here and there. A lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. You have the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 special this weekend, live from the Cow Palace, the historical Cow Palace. Um, that is where Eddie Guerrero pinned Brock Lesnar. Last time, Lesnar was actually pinned to lose a championship. That's a quick little trivia there. Of course, you have Cody Rhodes against the newly crowned champion with the Dave Metzler, I'm joking around, 20-star match against uh, um, Okada. Kenny Omega, one-on-one against Cody Rhodes. You have extreme rules in a few weeks. You have the the fallout between Ali and Murphy, who continue to excel the bar on 205 Live. You have the whole situation now with Ring of Honor. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to touch that at all, but it is my – the only thing I could say it is, you know, let's see what happens. I just want to see the facts before making any sort of statement. You have to be careful today with what you say as it may be held against you, whether it's in a court of law or not. So I, I will not touch on that as much as possible. With that being said, I do have my guest, Luke Roberts, from Dynamo Pro Wrestling. It's a great show coming up this weekend, second annual Riot on the River Tournament. Doors open at 7, show starts at 8. I'll have him talk about it more. Live from the loading dock in, uh, I believe it's Crafton, Illinois, 16-man tournament. I, don't, I believe it's all spread out, but I'll have him uh, discuss that in a couple of seconds. Luke, are you on the air, sir? Let's see. Well, well, Jim Russell, it's always an honor and privilege to be here on Choked Out Radio. Like I said, I'm calling you live from the loading dock here in Grafton, Illinois. We're about right now pretty much T-minus 24 hours until the second annual Ride on the River tournament begins. And I'm going to tell you, last year's tournament brought the best of the best to uh, Dynamo Pro Wrestling to see who would be crowned the first Ride on the River champion. And this year, the field's expanded. We have a reigning and defending champion and lights out Adrian Surge. We've got men from all across the Midwest. We've got Dynamo Pro Tag Team champions, the Agents of Chaos, stepping out of the tag team realm to moving into singles action. I mean, you know, it's a pretty big deal when the tag champions are willing to, to separate themselves to have the honor and the privilege of possibly being the 2018 Riot on the River champion. Awesome. Now, this is 16 single elimination, correct? And this is going to be spread out throughout two or three shows, correct? That is correct. I say this, this, uh, this year's tournament is going to be a 16-man elimination tournament. All of the first-round matches are going to be held tomorrow night 
at the loading dock, and I know you and I had an opportunity to look at the brackets. I'm going to tell you right now, there. I've been around wrestling a long time. I, I don't say this being the media relations director, being a member of the management team. I'm going to tell you right now, there is not a match in this entire tournament that you can you can say there's a clear cut advantage to anything in this tournament. I mean, when you look at it from top to bottom, you have eight great first round matchups. Yeah, let's get into uh, you know let's talk about each matchup. So Mike Outlaw. Victor, Monsignor, uh, what, what can the fans expect from this matchup? Well, right now you got two men who are really making a huge statement in Dynamo Pro. I mean, Mike Outlaw, what more can you say about the man? Former multi-time Dynamo Pro heavyweight champion, uh, just returned back to Dynamo Pro at the beginning of 2018, and he's been on a tear. Our last event, Dynamo Pro Underground, approximately three weeks ago, a five-man D1 gauntlet. He was the first man in the last man out. Uh, he's wow. on a roll as late, and you and you look at Victor Von Stein. I gotta say right now, probably the biggest man in the tournament. One half of the Dynamo Pro Tag Champs. Here's a man six foot. I want to say about six two, six three. Just a couple pieces pieces of change over three hundred pounds. The man can move like nobody's business. And I'm gonna tell you right now, Mike Outlaw has been on a roll. But Victor Von Stein's been on a roll, too. I mean, the Agents of Chaos has been the Dynamo Pro Tag Champions now for almost nine months. So, wow. I mean, again, this is a matchup. When you look at these two men on paper, it, like I said, either man could walk into the quarterfinals. Yeah, um, awesome, awesome. Tell me about Ricky Rodriguez and Xavier Shadows. Tell me about that well, this, matchup. This, well, to give you an idea, Jim, this is going to be a matchup that a lot of people actually have been talking to me about. You have... Ricky Rodriguez, the Spanish Red Devil, probably one of the smallest competitors in this entire tournament. However, the fact remains, the man has had no qualms going up against the biggest and the baddest. The Dynamo Pro Underground three weeks ago, he stood up to the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion, the Wind of Destruction, Mikaze. That's a man, I mean, granted, Ricky, uh, Ricky Rodriguez has only been around Dynamo Pro now for about a year. But if you've got enough guts to go and step up to the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion, that means that you want to be a big-name player in Dynamo Pro. Then you turn to Xavier Shadows, a man, Dynamo Pro, the other half of the Dynamo Pro Tag Team Champions. Here's a man who can fly, but he can brawl. He's very technically sound. He's very underrated when it comes to his technical skill. And I'm going to tell you right now, Jim, either of these men, like I said, if it's one of those where it's going to get into a – to me, honestly, I think if it's going to get into kind of an aerial matchup, I would tend to favor Shadows. But if it's going to of get course. into a technical match, i got to say it probably Rodriguez would be a, a slight favorite. Wow, I'm excited. I love it. Love it. Let's move on to Benjamin uh, Trust against Camaro Jackson. What can the fans expect here? Well, this, this is another matchup that a lot of fans have been talking about on Facebook, on Twitter, on social media. Uh, Benjamin Trust is a name a lot of people in Dynamo Crushing pro wrestling are not very familiar with. Here's a man who, who's had a few matches in Dynamo Pro, um, very, very finely conditioned. I would say, honestly, probably when you're looking at the physical component of professional wrestling, this man is probably the most physically fit man in the entire tournament. I mean, the man's one of those. He does not, not trying to, to give anybody any kind of grief or, or, or anything like that. Man very easily does does five to ten miles every day, whether it's the bike, the elliptical, cardio machines, whatever. This man is an endurance wrestler. He can go out there 
And his big thing is he just needs to have the opportunity to step out onto a big platform, like a ride on the right. river tournament. Camaro Jackson, on the other hand, he's a man that's gone out as of late, and a lot of people talk about the, the adage of uh, one uh, intercontinental champion of going out there and stealing the show. Camaro Jackson right. has been doing that has been doing that a ton lately. He's been going out there, and I mean, when you sit there and look at some of the wrestlers he's competed against, one match really sticks in my head was a match as a part of our, uh, the Cinco de Mayo Festival back in May where he wrestled a man by the name of the Gypsy Warrior Orion Creed. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you are not in the St. Louis area, if you're not in the, in the greater bi-state area, and you want to see a, a clinic in professional wrestling, a phenomenal matchup, you need to go onto YouTube and type in a match, look up for the matchup, Camaro Jackson taking on uh, Orion Creed. Now, we fast forward to tomorrow night. Completely different animal in, ben, in Benjamin Trust. I got to say right now, this matchup, momentum is definitely on Jackson's side. But I got to say, one of the biggest wild cards in this tournament is Benjamin Trust. And I'm going to tell you right now, I have to say, based on what I've seen and what I've heard, Benjamin Trust wants to make a statement. And his uh, probably one of the biggest statements that could happen out of the first round would be if Benjamin Trust were able to defeat Camaro Jackson tomorrow night. Absolutely, and then he, you know, he does. Uh, he has, like you said, it, it, endurance is everything in pro wrestling, and, and you know, it could, it could be an advantage. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> hey, man, let's get into uh, Ryan Ash and Outcast. What can the fans expect here? Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, these two men. A lot of people have talked in the Midwest. Who is Ryan Ash? Ryan Ash is one of those. A lot of people in in Dynamo Pro Wrestling aren't really too familiar with, but those that are true historians of the St. Louis professional wrestling scene know that Ryan Ash and Outcast have had problems for years. This is probably one of the most deeply rooted rivalries, not just in Dynamo Pro, but probably beyond Dynamo Pro, and probably the deepest rooted rivalry in the first round. These two men wrestled at the uh, Dynamo Pro underground event. Ryan Ash wound up getting the victory. Some dubious circumstances here. Uh, Ryan Ash is one of those he wants to make a statement and his in-ring ability is at the very top levels of Dynamo Pro that's why he was allowed to enter the tournament but when you look at Outcast, you look at a man, former two-time Dynamo Pro D1 champion, former two-time Dynamo Pro tag champion and matter of fact, his first reign with his tag team partner Don Mega Shorty Biggs was six. 160 plus days as Dynamo Pro Tag Champion. This match right now, I'm going to tell you, this to me, this is a coin flip because both men, I mean, the rivalry is there. These two men want to make a statement. Outcast last year, I got to say, has a slight advantage edge in this tournament because last year he actually, due to an injury to uh, Makazi, who was in last year's tournament, uh, he wound up getting a second chance to compete in the tournament. And I know for a fact, winning that match last year, it lit the fire in him. I got to tell you, this match here, it's it's going to be one of those where I think the first mistake is going to be the reason, or it's going to be the the reasoning behind why one man or the other will go on to the next round. Oh, uh, yeah, Jordan Six is one mistake. Uh, let's move on to Adrian Surge and uh, Jackal. What can we? What can the fans expect here? This matchup, Jim, I'm going to tell you right now. This is the match that in this entire first round, intrigues me the most. And the reason why is simple. 
you have lights out Adrian Surge, a man that uh, those that are uh, listening to Choked Out Radio are going to get to hear a lot about, not only here in, in the next few minutes, but they're also going to hear a lot about him in, in the weeks and months to come. He won last year's ride on the River Tournament. And he actually, a matter of fact, when, when, when you win a championship, you, you're the first time being a champion, you don't want to give up the gold. You don't want to give up the championship, though. And, and Serge actually went to Dynamo Pro Management and made the statement, I want to prove why I'm the best. And he actually requested, it was already being discussed, but he requested that the tournament be expanded. He wanted to showcase his ability in the ring. And that's the, the mark. He's not going out there with the idea of being overconfident. He wants to prove that he's the best. And, right. I mean, again, be, being the reigning champion, I mean, that's what's there. Now you look at Jackal. Jackal, easily, smallest man in the tournament, but the man with the most heart. And the crazy thing of it all, and I know you've had an opportunity. We've talked on a couple of occasions. Jackal is a former Dynamo Pro Tag Team champion. He teamed up with a man named Dirty Jake Durden. And for those that are familiar with Dirty Jake Durden, the man is a certifiable monster. I mean, the man's 6'6", about 270, 280 pounds. Looks like, honestly, looks like what happens if Captain Caveman entered the world of professional wrestling. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, it, it, it's one of those, Jim, the man that he was a partner, or Jack was partnered with, I mean, again, he would leave, he left a, a, a litter of broken bodies. And, again, it's the testament of Jackal going out there and putting in the fight to get the respect of someone like a dirty Jake Durden. And I'm going to tell you right now, on paper, a lot of people are going to discount Jackal just because of his size. But I'm going to tell you right now, when it looks to it, Jim, it's one of those where if Adrian Surge gets even the slightest bit overconfident, slightest bit, Jackal's going to be able to sneak up He's going to hit a variety of different high-impact, high, uh, high-flying maneuvers, and the end result is going to be that Jekyll could wind up knocking out the reigning defending champion. I mean, it's it's a match that a lot of fans are leaning towards Adrian Surge, but I'm, I'm one of those. I wouldn't count out Jekyll just yet. Interesting, interesting. Looking forward to it. Um, let's go um, next match up the Snitch and Shiroshi Senshi. Uh, what can you, what can the fans expect here? This match, uh, I'm not going to fib to you, Jim. This is probably the biggest wild card in the entire tournament. You have wow. Shiroi Senshi, a man who literally made his debut three weeks ago. I'm not going to lie to the listeners of Choked Out Radio. When wow. I got the full listing of the 16 men, I looked at this, and I'm like, who is Shiroi Senshi? And... <laughs> I mean, again, I, I, I consider myself being the media relations director for Dynamo Pro Wrestling. I consider myself to be very knowledgeable about the competitors that enter the squared circle. And this man was a mystery. He, he comes from Japan, um, very traditional martial arts style, uh, does show a little bit of, of mad expertise. One of the things I think is very unique about him is you can't read his expressions. He's a masked wrestler from Japan. You can't read the facial expressions. In the, he had a match uh, at Dynamo Pro's Underground event three weeks ago against the heartthrob Jaden Roller. And you couldn't tell if the man was hurt. You couldn't tell if the man was excited. You couldn't read any body language. He really didn't make much noise in the match. It was almost like he was almost like a ninja. 
in the idea oh, well. of where he was very quiet. You you wouldn't know. And again, uh, he wound up losing that matchup again under some some dubious circumstances. But Senshi, I mean, he's a a pretty solid guy. I mean, he's one of those where you, he he's definitely shown in the little time he's been in Dynamo Pro why he belongs in the tournament. The snitch right now is, and this is going to sound crazy, I can't believe I'm going to say this, I actually was having a conversation earlier this evening with the voice of Dynamo Pro, Chris Rodell. If you're looking for a man who's really stood out in 2018, the snitch is that man. I can't believe I'm saying it because here's a man who in 2017, he did everything in the universe that he could possibly do to get a win. And I'm not going to lie to you, Jim. I can't recall the, the last time in 2017 that Snitch won a match. Oh, well. And we, we, we now look at 2018. First match in 2018, he defeats John Webb, a man who's known throughout Dynamo Pro Wrestling, former Dynamo Pro Tag Team Champion. Matter of fact, gentleman who just competed uh, a few short days ago over in Italy. Um, in in a in competition over in, in uh, Europe as well, and since that time, Snitch has been on a roll. I mean, he got into the Dynamo Pro D1 Championship Scramble matchup um, at the tail end of the matchup. Uh, Jaden Dominic Rose wound up getting the championship belt, but the Snitch was right up there at the top of the ladder with him. And since that point in time, the Snitch has been telling anybody that will listen that he is a conspiracy, there's people holding him down, there's any number of things. But the one thing is this. You cannot discredit the fact that in 2018, the snitch has been probably one of the hottest wrestlers as far as momentum. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm very intrigued by this matchup because to me, and, and again, this sounds kind of weird, but if you look at the size advantage, you'd have to go right. with Shroy Sinji. If you go with momentum, i got to tell you, hands down, it would be the snitch. I mean, again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a match with the fans tomorrow night at Ryan on the River at the Loading Dot Bar and Grill in Grafton, Illinois. They're going to need to be there because I think this is going to be one that's going to surprise a lot of people. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's uh, move on to Tony Steen versus uh, CJ Shine. What can we expect here? Oh, wow. These two men couldn't be any more different as far as in-ring styles. You have Tony Esteem, a man who whose mantra is fear the beard. Uh, he's a member of the Archtown or the Arch City Mercenaries, um, really kind of come into his own. He's very outspoken. Uh, I feel very fortunate that tonight he's not joining us here on Choked Out Radio because uh, I know you guys <laughs> – you, you guys have the, the wonderful and the, the, the choked out radio studios. You have that seven second delay. It might need to be a little longer with Tony Esteem because he's going to let you know that he he is the man in Dynamo Pro Wrestling. Then you got CJ Shine, a man who last year competed in non tournament matchups in the Riot on the River uh, series. And this man, he over the course of the last year. He's gotten much more technically sound. He's got a nice balance compared to the high-flying moves that, that he's grown accustomed to. i got to say one of the more popular wrestlers in Dynamo Pro, just because of the fact you can tell when he goes out there, he's out there to have fun. He, can, he goes out there, he's high-fiving fans, he's dancing around, he's, 
enjoying life. He's enjoying being in Dynamo Pro Wrestling. But when it comes bell time, he's ready to go. I mean, i gotta, I got to tell you right now that these two gentlemen, right now when you look at things, uh, CJ Shine, been, been gone from Dynamo Pro just a few weeks, but like I said, Tony Esteem just wrestled at our last event. So, I mean, again, this is going to be a matchup where the fans are definitely going to know very quickly who they want to support. And I'm going to tell you right now, when it comes down to tomorrow night, these two men are going to leave it all out in the ring. And like I said, thus far, this is another one. I really, it's going to be who's going to make that first mental error. Who's going to make the mistake. And I think when that mistake takes place, there's not going to be second and third and fourth mistakes. I think it's going to be the first one that happens is going to lead to a victory for either man. Awesome. Awesome. Let's move on to the final matchup uh, of the first round. Billy McNeil against Jimmy uh, Lafer. I guess. I don't know if I pronounced it correctly. Oh, you know, Jim, 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 I'm going to tell you right now, you better hope that you got to hope that Jimmy LaFleur is not listening because he would be calling you right now. Yeah, he would be, he would be (laughs) jumping all over your case. True statement. My, my broadcast colleague and I, Patrick Brandmeier, uh, we record a lot of the Dynamo Pro footage for uh, Dynamo Pro DVD release as well as uh, thing, uh, footage on things like YouTube and, and Facebook Live and things along the line. Right. Jimmy LaFleur is a man who this time last year wasn't in Dynamo Pro, but he's a man who very quickly he's picked up a lot of skill. He's very knowledgeable in that ring. He's teamed up as part of the Arch City Mercenaries with Tony Esteem. A very, a very articulate man, but he's one of those that believe he's kind of, kind of that perfect blend of a tag team between the kind of outspoken nature of Tony Esteem versus the more take care of business inside the ring, technical expertise of a Jimmy Lafleur. Now you go to Billy McNeil. What more can I say about Billy McNeil? Probably, uh, I can't say probably, I would say the man with the most pro wrestling experience in this tournament. Man's been in professional wrestling for 18 plus years. He's been all around the country. His innovative offense that, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, Jim, you you could sit there like you're playing a video game, like you're taking your, your most recent copy of of a WWE product. Right. And you can say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna design a move where it's gonna be two springboards, a 450, into a DDT. And Billy McNeil, you tell him what what it is, and Billy McNeil can do it. And he's like, he is just that quick. And wow. I mean, again, he's not he's not the biggest guy, but I gotta say, experience, agility. Um, Billy McNeil is the complete package. And this match to me, and this is going to sound kind of weird, is a David and Goliath kind of matchup to me because of the idea of where Billy's not the biggest guy in the, in, in the match. I mean, Jimmy LaFleur's probably got about 40, 50 pounds on him, easily probably got three, four, five inches on him. But I got to tell you, that experience edge is huge. And I got to tell you right now, Billy McNeil is one of those. If you get an opportunity, if you're listening to Choked Out Radio and you want to know what this Billy McNeil is all about, type in Billy McNeil on YouTube, and you're going to see just some of the most, I got to say, some of the most insane, high-flying, death-defying, 
offensive maneuvers that you're ever going to see. This is a man, you were talking about it earlier on, when you hear a lot of things about, like, the Lucha Libres and the New Japans and, and things like that. Billy McNeil looks like he could literally take three or four different wrestling styles and blend them all and, I mean, literally, move after move. It'd be, he could wrestle that, that, that mat wrestling you would see kind of in the European style. Then he could go into the Lucha Libre with the Tope Suicidas and, and mm-hmm. things like that. You, you could see acai moonsaults. You could see uh, basic arm drags. You could see the total package with Billy McNeil. And, again, that's just the, the tip of the iceberg. You've got eight matches that are going to take place tomorrow night in the first round. And I'm going to tell you right now, just there is not a match that the fans are really, I mean, there's not really a clear cut winner in any of them. And that's one of the things And we were talking about it earlier on this afternoon, Dynamo pro wrestling, always on the cutting edge. We're actually having this year. We're actually having a pick em, kind of like you would hear in the NCAA tomorrow. For those that are in attendance, they're going to be able, when they buy their ticket, they're going to be able to get a copy of the bracket, like most people do when it comes to, like, the Final Four. And okay. what's going to happen is not only are you going to get an opportunity to, to pick how you think this tournament is going to roll out, but here's the cool thing. Not only are you going to see great professional wrestling over the course of the entire Riot on the River tournament, but if you are one of those that picks the winner, you go all the way through the tournament, you pick the winner. You're going to get a special prize, special ride on the River Prize Pack, courtesy of Dynamo Pro Wrestling. And Dynamo Pro Wrestling has even upped it a step. And I don't even know of a wrestling promotion in the United States. I don't have a promotion on this planet that has made this offer. If we can see somebody tomorrow night, prior to the first bell of Dynamo Pro's Riot on the River, somebody that can turn in their form and have every match in the entire tournament correct, that individual will receive a ticket to a Dynamo Pro event. Every ticket will receive one free ticket to every Dynamo Pro event for a calendar year. Wow. I mean, you would, when you look at Dynamo Pro, Dynamo Pro is on a bunch of events. Uh, where, like I said, and I'm going to tell you right now, that would be – I mean, that would be awesome to be able to go in there and looking at it. You've got to see eight, you got eight, 12, 14, 15 matchups. And to be able to go 15 for 15, this tournament, there, there are a lot of intangibles. And I'm going to tell you, we think back to, uh, I talk about the NCAA, and this year we had a number 16. This is a tournament that you could see somebody that a lot of the wrestling fans may not expect be able to, to eke out a couple wins and be seriously considered. Wow, amazing! Um, that's a great, great uh, prize for the, for someone who could guess all the matches correctly. <laughs> is, is there any match? Is there any other matches tomorrow besides these eight first round matchups, or this is it for tomorrow? At least for tomorrow. Well, tomorrow night we're going to say we're, you've got eight great matchups already here at the at the loading dock in in Grafton, Illinois. I mean, Dynamo Pro Wrestling presents the 2018 Riot on the River Tournament. Brought, uh, it's sponsored by the Bloody Bucket, the Loading Dot Bar and Grill, and American Made Cleaning Service. Uh, it's there's going to be a lot of great action. I know that uh, there's going to be some upcoming matches in the second and third series or second and third installments of the tournament. Um, I do know one thing that kind of makes me a little nervous 
And I'm not going to lie to the listener. The one thing that makes me nervous is the fact that we have eight great matchups, but one man is mysteriously absent, and that is the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion, the Wind of Destruction, Mikazi. Here's a man, and and Jim, I'm just going to throw this out here and tell you just how unique this tournament is. Last year, opening round, Mikazi Mm -hmm. wins his opening round matchup. Gets injured prior to his semifinal matchup. Okay. He goes, he, he recovers from his injury, comes back in late October 2017, wins the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Championship by throwing a fireball in the champion's face. He gives the man his, up, his obligatory rematch, and instead of trying to uh, throw a fireball at him, douses the man in lighter fluid and tries to light him on fire. Wow. Uh, my broadcast colleague, Chris Rodell, voice of Dynamo Pro, made a comment, nothing nothing to do with Mikazi. He was talking about how somebody was really on fire as of late. And at our last event in 2017, Mikazi, Chris Rodell, a present, a two-gallon can of gasoline. This man, I'm gonna tell you, Jim. Mm-hmm. He's 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 lost it. He's one of those where he's gonna go out there, and he's made no bones about it. He's gone out. He's told people that he's gonna cause chaos. He's gonna cause anarchy. He's gonna cause disruption wherever he goes. And that's the thing that makes me nervous because not only is it the idea that he's not scheduled in a match tomorrow night. But he's also had issues with the 2017 Riot on the Winter, uh, Riot on the River champion Adrian Surge. And to give you an idea, these two had a couple matches as of late. And to kind of tell you how how full circle this is to me is that we start the new tournament. Makazi had to withdraw at the uh, after the first round. His second round, his semifinal matchup last year would have been lights out Adrian Surge. So I sit there and I look at it. That's one of the things that really concerns me. I mean, it's going to be a great night of pro wrestling action. Uh, again, it's a great night of uh, great night of action. It's inexpensive. I mean, both tickets are $10. Kids ages 5 to 12 are $5. Kids under 5 are free. I mean, I don't know uh, how, how things are out in the uh, choked-out studios, but I'm going to tell you right now, this is the first day here in the greater St. Louis area that we've actually had the temperature – under 80 degrees before sundown in about 10 days. Wow. Yeah, we, and, we had a heat wave here in the Northeast as well. <laughs> and it's, it's one of those where, I mean, again, it's going to be the, – the outside temperature is not going to be hot, but the action inside the ring is going to be. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you get an opportunity, check out Dynamo Pro on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, a lot of great things that are going to be going on uh, tomorrow night. Uh, we do have some upcoming events that we're going to be announcing. Uh, matter of fact, we're going to be announcing uh, some upcoming events for later in July, and I believe it's in August uh, tomorrow night. Uh, there's a lot of great things that are going to be happening in Dynamo Pro. It just seems like that the, the Riot on the River tournament has very quickly become one of the most prestigious tournaments, not just in Dynamo Pro, but in pro wrestling here in the Midwest. I mean, again, St. Louis has always had a proud lineage of professional wrestling. I mean, you go back to the days of wrestling at the Chase and the, and the much Nick era, and you go into the Gator St. Greater St. Louis Wrestling Club, and you go into the wrestling of today. Dynamo Pro Wrestling 
has brought professional wrestling, family-friendly, edge-of-your-seat pro wrestling to St. Louis now for over a decade. And I'm going to tell you, this tournament, this first-round um, first matches tomorrow night, Riot on the River at the Loading Dock in Grafton, I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to deliver, and they're going to continue to show why Dynamo Pro is the premier promotion in the greater St. Louis area. Awesome. Well said. Well said. Just one last question. The winner of this tournament, is it um, like a title shot at the end, or what does the winner receive, if anything? Well, prestige. And that's, great, I mean, and, that's, and, that's, and that's a great question, Jim. I mean, number one is the fact that the, the winner of the Ride on the River tournament, a lot of times you see things like, uh, like in the uh, case of the, the promotion in your area, the ECWA, uh, yeah. the Super 8. And you have the winners win a medal, or the the combatants get a medal, and the winner usually gets a trophy. Uh, You've seen some that get noticeable trophies. Some of them would have kind of that money in the bank mentality. The first thing you get is, yeah, it's the idea of where there was actually a championship belt commissioned. And it's one of those that you, you have that championship. I mean, Adrian Serge, I've seen him a lot of times since winning that championship last year. And it's just the prestige and the honor of being a the representative, being one of the faces of the company. Because, I mean, again, that's a tournament that's gone over a series of weeks. And to be able to consistently be at the top of your game. Now, in the case of Adrian Church last year being the first tournament, uh, a lot of people would say, oh, well, that guarantee a title shot. Does that do anything of the sort? I'm going to tell you right now, I would say the prestige – was just that that springboard to break through the glass ceiling. I mean, Adrian Serge uh, won the championship last uh, last year, uh, back I believe it was in August. In November, he actually uh, competed at a event that Dynamo Pro uh, had in conjunction with uh, Fighting for Autism, and wound up winning the uh, Fighting for Autism Midwestern Regional Championship. Uh, he's gone on. He's had several opportunities to wrestle uh, for Dynamo Pro Tag Gold. He's, uh, matter of fact, on May 4th, he had a non-title matchup, which he was successful against the Wind of Destruction Makazi. Um, to be honest with you, Jim, it's one of those where winning this championship tells people that you're somebody that's got to be taken seriously. And I'm going to tell you, it's to me, it's the springboard. It's that chance for you to reach that brass ring. And I'm going to tell you right now, Adrian Serge, since winning the championship, has delivered. And I'm, like I said, this field this year, expanding the field, I mean, a lot of people are saying that Adrian Serge, being the defending champion, is the one to, to, to go with. But I'm going to tell you right now, there are a lot of good choices this year. And the only way you're going to find out is to be at Riot on the River tomorrow night in Grafton and following us on Facebook and Twitter because this is going to be one of those tournaments of where – I gotta say, to me, with all these these wild cards and all these variables, this is going to be a tournament to expect the unexpected. All right, Luke. I have a, we have a guest caller. Caller, tell us who you are and where you're from. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Adrian Serge. Adrian Serge, how are you, sir? Doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Thanks for thanks for calling in. Absolutely, anytime. Happy to be here. Adrian, tell us about your uh, your matchup with uh, Jackal uh, tomorrow night. What can we expect? You know, this is the first time matchup for me. I've uh, never faced Jackal before, but uh, from what I've seen from him, he certainly lives up to to the name. He's a very uh, scrappy, 
competitor. He he fights for everything. Uh, you know, he, he lacks a little bit of size, but for from what I've seen, he more than makes up for in heart and, and effort. So um, I've learned not to take him lightly because um, if so, he he'll uh, get the upper hand on you once or twice. But uh, I'm excited about the matchup. I think it'll be a really interesting clash of styles and, and put on a really good show for everybody. What is your uh, strategy uh, coming into this year? You know, how's it different as opposed to last year? Like, what do you, what can the fans expect this year um, that's different from Adrian Surge? Uh, just the level of effort going out there. I mean, even from the beginning before the tournament even started, you know, we, I'm sure Luke talked about, you know, the field expanding from eight competitors up to 16. Now I'm going down to the Dynamo front office and, and ask them, hey, you know, how can we make this bigger? And then, you know, after after some talking, I suggested, hey, let's make the field bigger. Let's bring in even bigger and better names from around the area. Let's really test everyone to see who's the best. Um, that's what I'm about. I want to um, I want to leave places better than I than I start, and so I, I the, the tournament really provided a springboard for me in my career, especially in the St. Louis area. Um, and if I'm going to live up to what I accomplished last year, I need more competition, and I need you know the biggest and the best that that company could offer. So um, I, I feel like I've even put uh, the right foot forward, you know, before the, the tournament even starts. Um, you can expect me you just run through every single person that stands across the ring for me. And I don't care which of the 15 competitors it is. Um, they're going to be facing the best, and if they're going to have to um, pretty much kill me in order to uh, take that championship from me. Awesome. Awesome. Um, let's, say, you know, let's put a hypothetical. Once it's all said and done, let's say you, know, you won the second annual right on the river. What's the aftermath? Is it a world title shot, or or where are you with that? What's your, what do you think is the aftermath of you know? Let's say you won the whole thing. Is it a title yeah. shot? Is, are you facing the what is it the um the, the hobby the world champion? What what's what's that? What's next? You think, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, in in my mind, I use this as a, it's a sense of pride for me. It's kind of a two part. It's a sense of pride and it's a sense of momentum. Uh, it's a sense of pride and. You know, I won this last year. You know, I want to be, you know, that standard bearer of, you know, uh, you, you think of sports, you know, you think of, um, you know, the Golden State Warriors of the NBA, you know, you think of, um, you know, the Yankees for baseball, uh, you think of, uh, you know, Duke, you know, for, for NCAA basketball. Like, you think of those guys as the guys, like, man, those are the guys that are there every single year. They're always consistent. They're the best. That's what I want to be known as, not only just at Dynamo, but in the St. Louis area. If I win this tournament, that's that sense of pride that I get and, and a sense of accomplishment for all the hard work that I put in, you know, day in and day out, you know, traveling around, the, you know, the Midwest, the country, you know, putting time in the gym. That's, I mean, that's what I work for. And so to have that kind of standard um, would be amazing. Um, you know, in part two, and just your point to, to face the world champs, I think that just makes him sweat bullets. You know, I've already got a, a nine-title win over him. Know, from a little over a month ago, you know, he's got to be thinking about that in the back of his mind, that I'm coming for him. He knows I'm coming for him. And if I win this tournament, I mean, there's nothing that's going to stop me from taking that championship from him as well. So I look at this as another stepping stone to um, not only just retain and uh, retain my championship for the ride on the river, but also go forward and win the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Championship for a month, uh, from the wind of destruction as well. Good. Awesome. 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 Just a quick background. You know, 
chatting, chatting with you for the first time. Now, did you um, are you a graduate of Dynamo uh, School, pro wrestling school? What, what did you where where did you train? In other words, I guess that's that's my question. Great question. Um, I learned the basics kind of around the, the Southern Illinois area, but it's really when I uh, I went to the Dynamo Pro Dojo that I really owned the experience, so to speak, is the cliche. Um, but I, I, it also helped me network a ton. Um, interestingly enough, Matazi was the one that took me under his wing, um, you know, years ago and introduced me to the right people. Um, and ever since then, that's when my career really took off. So, yeah, I, I learned a lot at the dojo, but I also made the connections there that really took my career off. Um, you know, kind of said it, then it's, uh, no pun intended, just surging forward, so to speak. Um, <laughs> now... And the guy now the guy the, the guy that I looked up to as a mentor almost kind of like the, the father I guess in, in pro wrestling for me has betrayed me and like I don't know that there's something about a person betraying you that you've always been close to that kind of lights a fire under you and, and really gets you going so that's kind of what I'm writing right now um, you know I have all this history and seeing Lewison with the dojo now it's, it's my time to be on top and there's nothing that's going to stop me doing that. And I have to go through my old mentor to do it. So I couldn't ask for anything better than that. Awesome. I'm going to ask you a follow-up question. I hate to sound like a, yes, sir. a job interview. <laughs> where do you see yourself in like three, three four years? Where, does, where do you see Asian third in that, in that period of time? <laughs> uh, do you, I, I couldn't quite hear you. Do you mind repeating that real quick? Sorry. What do you see yourself in two, three, four years down the line? What do you see the future of oh, your yeah. base research? Fantastic question. World champion. Um, what is it? I, at least one promotion for sure. Um, I, I would like to, you know, my goal is to, I started a wave kind of from St. Louis to avoid, um, you know, that hometown kind of momentum or bias, you know, maybe from fans. Um, I wanted to make a name and start somewhere else so that when I came back, you know, I could start over, um, really, you know, own my craft, be somebody that people can look up to. Um, I want to be known as, you know, one of the powerhouses from St. Louis. Um, so when they think of names on the independent scene, that they think of uh, me as, as one of those names that have really kind of gone everywhere and done a lot of the things and now can become a standard there to not only the area, but also to help the next crop of talent that kind of comes through here. Um, I'm, you know, I'll be consistently whenever I'm available down at the dojo, helping the newer folks, the newer crop of talent that's coming through here. Um, that, that's ultimately where I want to be. I want to be known as, as someone from here um, that people can look up to. Awesome, man. I have two final questions. One, yeah. um, what, do you, what advice would you give me? Um, there's a lot of people who inspire to be or inspire to be you know, pro wrestlers, what, what should be their first step? And you just, uh, you have to be able to handle rejection, man. There's one thing that I've learned over my entire career. Um, it's not like people are, have always lined up to say, hey, we want Adrian Third on our show and all that kind of thing. Um, you have to be able to be resilient. Um, just, you know, for every five knows you're going to get one opportunity and you better make the best of that opportunity. So you have to have very thick skin um, you can't, you know, take it personally. It's just it's a sign that you need to work harder and prove them wrong, you know. I've, there's been a few shows where I've kind of been, you know, shown, um, you know, not necessarily rejected, but hey, we, you know, maybe down the road or 
you know, that sort of thing. Cool, that's that's a challenge for me. It's like, all right, cool, I'm gonna show you, and then you're gonna come come back to me and then ask me to be on that show. And believe it or not, I've had to happen a couple times. So, um, and I, I don't say that, you know, as a prideful thing, just more as it's a testament to how hard you work. And those that work hard, those are the ones that get that opportunity. So, um, I would say work hard. You gotta be tough. Both, everybody thinks about the physical part. You know, you gotta be tough physically, and you gotta be able to take the bumps and all that. But honestly, the mental toughness is just as important, if not most important, in this business. Awesome, man. Great advice. Great advice. And now, where can people follow you um, via social media? Like, what's your Twitter handle? What's your Instagram handle? What's your, um, you know, yeah. I don't know, Facebook? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you? you can find me everywhere, man. Uh, Facebook, I also have a normal profile. So if you're looking to add me there, go for it. Um, I also have a like page so that way everybody can kind of keep tabs on what I'm doing. Uh, Twitter, at Adrian Surge, really easy. Um, same thing for uh, Instagram, Adrian Surge. Try to keep it as consistent as possible. Um, I also have a YouTube page. Uh, if you just search Adrian Surge, you know, versus or, you know, whatever, um, I'll kind of put stuff up there all the time, kind of change it out. Um, just give people kind of a look at what I'm doing, what I've done lately, um, some of my favorite matches, that kind of stuff. All right, man. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, Adrian Serge. Thank you, Luke Roberts. Thank you for coming on Choked Out Radio. Really appreciate you both coming on. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for having thank me, y'all. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, Adrian Serge and Luke Roberts, uh, thank you for, for coming on at Choked Out Radio live, especially uh, post-Independence Day. Awesome, awesome, awesome interview. As you know, Riot on the River uh, tournament uh, this weekend, July 6th. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 8. Um, uh, I guess for more information, you can go on their, on their website, and I'll, I'll post it on, our, on my page in a little bit, live from the loading dock in, in Grafton, Illinois, as far as finding more information. Uh, I'm assuming you can buy tickets at the door as well. Be awesome, Adrian Serge. Great guide. Great. You know, it, it's what it's all about. It's about being able to work hard and be strong, not just physically, but mentally and, 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 and do little things, you know, show up on time, do a little bit extra as far as taking bumps and, and, and understand the psychology behind that. Uh, a lot of people just think it's a spot fest and, and that's not what it is. It's about understanding the psychology. It's understanding when to do the maneuvers. That's what it's all about. And it's about being able to, being able to get over, being able to, have a, a nice personality, a nice gimmick, and, and be able to just you know be entertaining. And 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 I think um, we have we're we live in a great time where we're intelligent enough to understand the ring psychology, understand you know when to do spots, understand um, just the whole evolution of pro wrestling. And we're we're in a good time. We have, uh, independent scene it's on fire right now. Whether you have Dynamo Pro in the St. Louis area, whether it's, you know, House of Glory in the Northeast, um, you know, whether it's Pro, uh, PWG out in California, you know, there's, there's just so much wrestling. Plus you have um, all the stuff that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, you know, the largest independent show of all time, according to them, which is probably true, um, you know, being able to sell out a 10,000-seat arena and being able to do that, and these guys making um, six, seven figures with, you know, through Hot Topic and selling merch, you know, you don't have to necessarily uh, work for, you know, World Wrestling Entertainment per se. You, you're going to make a lot of money out, outside of, the, of World Wrestling Entertainment, the rise of New Japan, being able to come in 
um, here in the United States and have the G1 special, you know, and, and, and hey, and the competi- competition is great. Wrestling is in a good place. Um, of course, you have Evolve. Of course, you have um, – there's so, there's so much wrestling, and, and, and which is great, which is why – we love what we love, and, and I really appreciate Adrian Surge coming on. The the winner, the 2017 winner of the Riot on the River Tournament, and, and, and as I just mentioned earlier, expanded from eight to now 16. <laughs> I'm thinking about the World Cup, maybe 32. Just kidding, just kidding. I want to plant a seed in your head. <laughs> but hey, man, just if you're looking for information as far as how to attend the event, either you could show up and purchase tickets at the Loading Dock in Grafton, uh, in Grafton Illinois. And or I'm pretty sure on their on their um, Facebook page Dynamo Dynamo Pro Wrestling you could find out more information. Uh, I'm not going to get into every single matchup in the G1. We have a few minutes left um, here, but you know we have Kenny Omega who just won his bout against Okada at 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 New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion, squaring off against Cody Rhodes who had heat on and off on and off. It's a story that writes it itself. The last special uh, from Long Beach, you had the last special from Long Beach. You had an amazing tag match um, between the Golden Lovers and 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 the Young Bucks. Amazing 30, 40, 45 minutes, and now coming back to to the United States, it was Okada had an amazing run. I believe defended the title at least over ten times. But now it was a smart move. Ken Omega has worked hard, put New Japan on the map, has had amazing matches over and over again from winning the United States Championship, the inaugural United States Championship last year, to finally winning the World Heavyweight Championship at Dominion and being 1-1-1 with Okada. And, you know, in wrestling, you know, sometimes you just have amazing chemistry, whether it's Rock Austin or whether it's Triple H, Shawn Michaels, or whether it's Flair Steamboat, Flair Sting, Sting Vader, rest in peace, Vader. Um, you have two individuals, Okada and Omega, who had amazing chemistry. And if you thought that first matchup at Wrestle Kingdom was awesome, their follow-up matchup, I believe, was at Dominion, I believe it was, was amazing. And then the G1 was amazing. And then finally at Dominion again, you finally got to see Ken Omega. Yes, he beat him in the tournament last year or whatever, the year before last year or whatever, but he finally finally won the World Heavyweight Championship, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. So kudos to Omega. Great decision by New Japan and now great maneuver with him being the champion. Well deserved. Absolute, absolute, absolute well deserved. And now Omega can now uh, defend the championship. Not just that, not not just that, but be the flag bearer um, and be able to take New Japan to the next level. You know, New Japan. You know, I, I remember as a as a kid, you know, watching the 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 likes of whether it's Masahiro Chono or whether well, I believe it was all Japan with the Giant Baba and the Misawa and, and Kobashi and all that, and, and exchanging tapes or buying tapes from the mall here in Queens. And and now it's so different now because now with the evolution of, of, of streaming and the internet. Uh, now you have New Japan and New Japan Pro Wrestling World, which I do pay less than 10 yen or, or just about, which is about like 10 bucks a month. And, and I get to see some amazing matches on top of the G1 special. You have the G1 tournament and the winner of that G1 tournament usually, or actually for the last couple of years, I, I believe, or at least as long as it's been around, as long as Russell Kingdom has been around the last couple of years, especially 
just like the Royal Rumble, the winner of the G1 tournament ends up being in the main event at Wrestle Kingdom. There's a lot of possibilities, a lot of different angles where they could go and, you know, it's a long tournament, block A, block B, this and that. I'm not going to get into that today. We could we could do a whole separate show just on, on the blocks, different various blocks in the G1 tournament. But one thing's for sure, it's going to be a great matchup between Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes. Omega's recognized a lot more now because of the New Japan Pro uh, World app. We're not exchanging tapes anymore. We're in 2018. And on top of that, now, of course, he's big into gaming. He was at a CEO event, and then he interacted a couple of weeks ago with New Day. So we'll see. We'll see. You know, there's rumblings at Omega and, and, and Okada. I know, no, no, I'm sorry. Omega and, and Rhodes and, and the Young Bucks are going to get a, a lucrative offer from World Wrestling Entertainment, especially since they got uh, – their their stocks are the highest ever, and they got a billion dollar deal with Fox. So supposedly, could have, would you buy your competition? I don't know. There's also rumbling of them purchasing involved, and or and then using a lot of their video library on the network, which is great. Which which whether it's the WWE Network, whether it's New Japan World, whether it's Disney who who purchased 20th Century Fox um, recently, it's all about content. I mean, you could never have enough content, and the more content you have, the better you could uh, position yourself as far as selling a product. You know, talking about it from a business standpoint. So, so you know, it's a, it's a smart move. A lot of people don't like the move. Um, you know, because Vince is known to you know, for example, buying WCW and putting it on the shelf. I, I kind of thought they could have really you. I mean, back, thinking you know, twenty twenty hindsight, they could have still had WCW and ran. Um, you know, ran it as a separate brand. I think it would have been a great idea just to have other people uh, a place to work, but then they, they would try to do that with the brand split the first time, which didn't work because then you had people popping up on both shows and then ECW uh, or the, the WWE version of ECW wasn't that. Ah, now it's a little bit better, but still. Uh, long story short. So we'll see what happens between Omega and Cody Rhodes. I don't expect... Omega to drop the strap. I do expect Omega to continue. I don't know will he have a reign as long as Okada. I don't know about that because, but I do expect him to be a champion for at least a few months. We'll see because you know to, to take away belt away from a man uh, such as Okada, you you gotta at least be the flag bearer for a couple of months, especially with the expansion of New Japan Pro Wrestling in the West Coast with the dojo and all that, and being able to. I don't want to say steal market share or, or steal fans from WWE, but being able to, um, you need to appeal to the WWE fan base uh, and, and, and continue to expand um, in the West Coast and have more shows, whether it's in Seattle, whether it's in Vancouver, or, or leak, begin leaking into the Arizona or the Midwest area and eventually make your way east. Um, you know, competition is great for business. And um, you can make a lot of money, and you don't have to, per se, work for World Wrestling Entertainment. So, as I mentioned before earlier with that. Then, uh, in addition to that, you also have uh, Extreme Rules um, coming up in a couple of weeks. I wrote an original quick blog of, of why Rusev is in a low-risk, high-reward situation in the sense that you have it in between months. We all know that AJ Styles should defend the championship at SummerSlam, whether it's Samoa Joe, whether it's Daniel Bryan, whether it's both of them, he's gonna he should be the man walking into SummerSlam. Now, Rusev has been over like Rover with the Rusev Day gimmick. 
the worst that could happen is, oh, whatever, he botches here and there and, and doesn't get over. But if it works, you at least solidify that he's a bona fide star, whether you do a Dusty Rose-style finish or a false ending, whatever the case may be. Um, but at least this way you'll solidify a bona fide man Because let's face it, it's crowded on both shows. More crowded on Raw, I think, per se. But you definitely have alone – you have the men who could potentially main event. Then you have Nakamura, Styles, and then who you, oh, you have Samoa Joe, Styles, Daniel Bryan, Kane, who's there now. <laughs> so there's a, there's a you know, so it's already crowded there, and let's not forget Raw. So with that being said, I think it will be great for Rusev to solidify himself as a bona fide main eventer, especially with his Rusev gimmick. I didn't like his anti-American gimmick. It's very traditional, very old school, you know, Muhammad Hassan-esque type deal. Um, maybe not to that extreme, but at the same time now, he's he's shining more with his personality and, and what you see in Divas. And with Aiden English, you know, some things happen for a reason. Didn't go over as much well with the Vaude Villains, but he's doing real well because he's funny. And why? Because it's their personalities, and that's what I that's what I mean as far as with the business today. We need to see more personality. Um, doesn't have to necessarily everyone be you know six five two seventy five. So that is my opinion on Extreme Rules. We don't know what's going to happen with Lesnar. There's rumors that he's there, not there. But um, I believe the matchup, the main event matchup on the Raw side is going to be Lashley and and Reigns. If the rumor's true, Reigns. I think Lesnar going to fight yet again. But would you make Lashley lose on his second time about? I don't think so. If he's going to be on his way out, um, talking Brock, you would have to have Brock and Lashley. And look, that's somewhat of a dream matchup only because both men have legitimate wrestling and MMA backgrounds. Of course, Brock being more decorative in the sense that he's NCAA Division One, and, and of course he's competed in the UFC where at where where. Uh, Bobby Lashley's only competed in Bellator, and of course the level of competition in Brock Lesnar that he's competed against, there's no comparison at all. But but it's still a dream matchup to an extent. So I, I personally would rather see that at SummerSlam than than yet another matchup between Reigns and and Lesnar, two people who have somewhat chemistry, but we've seen the match already. Kind of it's kind of how um, the WWE overused overused the the AJ Styles Nakamura. Yes, it was great. The first time, they didn't live up, but then eventually, the more they, they fought, the better it was. Look what happened the last two matchups. The matchup on SmackDown was amazing, and Nakamura finally won, and then AJ Styles was able to retain and money in the bank and, and hopefully made that Chicago crowd go home happy prior to the main event. Uh, so you have that at, at Extreme Rules. And then you have a couple of other matchups I'll get into another day. Uh, but let's talk about Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy. Wow. 205 Live, my opinion of, of the Cruiserweight division is, is I, I think it should be embedded into Raw, but it, I don't think it should be separate lighting and separate all that. I think they should fight each other and then mix it up with the main roster and this and that. I don't think it should deserve to be a fourth brand, but the only good part about that is that they could focus 100% on that. I just think it should be promoted more. I went from being overly promoted to now I barely hear about it. I do hear, I, I just heard, heard the Ali Murphy matchup was going to fight again just on SmackDown, but I don't I don't get as much promotion on that as such as the other shows. But the good part about selling a fourth brand is you could do a cruiserweight champion and then the cruiserweight tag if you start signing more talent, and, and this way you could kind of differentiate yourself and create some sort of niche 
right? And then hopefully one, some of those guys eventually could move on to Raw SmackDown. It could be like a feeder among a feeder of some sort. So I, I could see the logic behind 205 Live there. So actually, speaking of that, I'm going to watch the Ali Murphy matchup one more time. I did watch some of the other ones. Amazing. But I do want to see this matchup. So, all right, man, just give you a quick recap. We had um, Adrian Surge, the 2017 Riot on the River winner on the show. We also had Luke Roberts, media relations director, um, you know, giving us a nice breakdown of each first-round matchup. Spoke a little bit about Omega. Spoke a little bit about Rusev. We have a lot more time to talk about Extreme Rules next weekend. There's even UFC, this, which I'll do on a separate podcast. But it's been a pleasure. I have it time for two hours, but i got to leave after one. It's been a pleasure, everybody. Um, please tell your friends. Tell your friends about Choked Out Radio. I have some great things planned. I know I always say that and then fall off a little bit, but I really do. Um, I have some great things planned. Trust me. All right. Take care. Signing out, Jim Russell. Mm-hmm.